Hello everyone. Welcome to my show Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and interesting allies that I meet in my life. Today I have with me a very special guest, Mamata Banerjee, who's joining us from Seattle on the west coast of the United States of America. Hey Mamata, how are you doing? Hey Priyanka, super excited to be here. Hey, we are so excited to have you on the show. Here in Washington DC it's just pouring so heavily and I was just talking to Mamata before our live broadcast asking her how the weather is. It's it, it's been awesome the last uh, two weeks sunny no clouds uh, the best weather we could ever hope for. You know as somebody who loves outdoors there's a lot more that Mamata can share with us about her uh, adventures so let's get started with our episode of Career Startup podcast and this is your host Priyanka Komla. Mamta Banerjee is a tech entrepreneur. She's currently a senior director in the technology group at Expedia, where she leads core applications and services for an intelligent conversation platform supporting millions of conversations. That sounds really exciting and we want to delve deeper. I'm quite sure all the technology folks would be so excited to hear more on that. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and so, Mamta is also a startup enthusiast and she's a graduate of Techstar Seattle. She's founded two startup companies and in her spare time she enjoys running, reading and has completed a few marathons. So an amazing guest who has a lot to share not just as a leader but as a human being who uh, believes in giving back to the community as well. So we're so excited to have you on the show Mamta. Uh, same here. Looking forward to it. Thank you Mamta. And to our listeners, if you're wondering why you need to listen to the show, there are three important things that we're going to talk about. One is Mamta's entrepreneurship experience, two, it's about building diverse teams at Expedia, and three and the most important of all, her connection with nature. So, a lot of interesting things that we're going to delve deep. To begin with, Mamta, how do you feel about giving back to the community and being on the show? Oh, I'm <clears throat> always excited about giving back to the community whether it's uh, my team the other leaders um, yeah that it's it's i'm passionate about it that's awesome so mamta did you always dream to be a tech entrepreneur given your interest in computer science started in high school tell us about your childhood okay so um until about priyanka until about 12 years ago i was a developer tech lead uh, engineering manager director and i had no exposure to marketing or business or finance or fundraising and then networking was not my thing right so i'm an accidental entrepreneur <laughs> i i i can make maybe also call myself a late bloomer in some ways and I, i had no previous aspirations of becoming an entrepreneur uh, even in my childhood right <laughs> i um i literally had blinders uh, for most of my early years um, just focused on more tactical stuff and only after moving into leadership roles uh, did i start challenging uh, status quo and moving towards solving problems with first principles and had the confidence to venture out on my own and being an entrepreneur is um, um being an entrepreneur right since i was working in mid-size uh, companies before it's like you're on a fast moving bullet train right uh, i was in japan last december so um, they're like super fast right and you have all the resources you need you have like sales team you have biz dev 
and, and you don't even have to worry about the funding. And when you step off that train and the train leaves without you, that's what it's like being an entrepreneur, right? You're like starting from scratch by yourself. You have to build your own brand. And as you know it, right? You're out there doing everything yourself. It's not like you have a support system around you. And uh, so I had to learn not just how to build something, but also how to sell it. No, that's definitely a must-have skill, uh, which a lot of us don't think about. You know, building a product is great, but how do you actually take it into your customers' minds and, you know, ensuring they get value out of it? That's a huge challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it it it, uh, it takes a different mindset, and like I said, if you have blinders, you you're not even thinking about all of this. It happens automatically for you when you're in a larger company. That's very true. So, Mamta, you love outdoors, and to our listeners, Mamta has hiked uh, Annapurna and Everest base camps and summit Mount Kilimanjaro. You know, I'm really interested to know, Mamta, how has that shaped you into being a better leader? Yeah. So, so Priyanka, I'll ask you a question first. Have you been on high elevation hikes? Uh, you mentioned that you love and enjoy hiking as well. I've been to hikes uh, in the Shenandoah Valley uh, here in Virginia, but not as high elevation hikes as you do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do a lot of them, but yes. So, so high elevation hikes where the oxygen levels are like 40, 40 to 50% less than at sea level can create havoc with your mind and body. And uh, these hikes test your endurance both, and, and they're also transformative, uh, both culturally and emotionally. And um, I hiked with a group of friends, and I even have had the same uh, roommate, tentmate on like most of my hikes, and uh, over the last, whatever, 10 plus years. And the lessons, uh, you talked about uh, leadership lessons, right? I think teamwork is number one. Uh, a test of your endurance. And it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? And, uh, and culturally, also, you learn a lot, right? I like to use the term often um, in Swahili. Uh, um, your guides are always uh, singing this jumbo song, and they keep saying, pole, 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 which is like, you know what? you go slowly, right? Doesn't matter how um, fit you are, it's like taking one step at a time and towards your goal, right? Uh, kind of like what we are um, uh, encouraging our teams to do even at work and inspiring uh, the others. And uh, I see my role as, uh, uh, as a guide to greatness and to help people become the best version of themselves. Right. And um, I a lot of these qualities are whether you're hiking, you're at work at your, with your family or with your friends. Right. So I think it's it's like an integrated um, experience. I like the way how you the analogy out there in terms of, uh, you know, as leaders, uh, you know, you've got to have empathy in terms of dealing with people. It's about managing people. Right. And. I think managing ourselves comes first in order to have a better sense of how do you create a, a holistic living. And I'm so glad you're doing it well. <laughs> I'll have to ask the family and the team, co-workers on it, but I'm doing my best. <laughs> now, as a leader in the startup community, you founded two startups, one being Magic Flex and the other one being Investment Yogi. 
talk to us about your journey being the ceo of these two companies yeah um as i mentioned before i had uh, kind of accidentally uh, jumped into being an entrepreneur so the first startup um, investment yogi we initially started with uh, building a tax product an online e-filing tax um, one of the first uh, e-filing solutions for websites for india and i moved back to india for uh, four years so this is like 2008 and uh, the the tax department there had published apis and we had over 40000 customers the first um, right after we launched it and however uh, what we realized what our traffic would spike during weekdays and drop off during weekends right so here we are people like who are used to high bandwidth right uh, having high bandwidth here in your homes and then when we went to india that's when we realized that the bandwidth penetration was so low so folks only used us from from work and not not at home and that time this was again pre smartphones and um, as you know in india it's a step function right uh, they went from like very low bandwidth to suddenly smartphones so i think we were a couple of years too early uh, but it was a lot of fun and um, uh, uh, and i i had a diverse team i had uh, folks um, both uh, financial planners and i myself took some exams in financial planning because uh, it was new to me uh, it was a great experience Uh, overall and uh, we got to connect with folks uh, and uh, entrepreneurs uh, across india at that time because being in a startup was was very new uh, and i have a lot of stories uh, to share uh, later maybe but uh, um, yeah it was it was a great experience and you know that's one, that's one of the challenges we have with startup right when you're ahead of the market uh, you know sometimes you learn from that experience and i think india is a classical example of being ahead of the curve for some of our startups yeah absolutely in fact at that time uh, it was very hard for me to even hire because people would be, be like what is an equity and uh, what is a startup right because they were like oh mnc it was very cool to work in an mnc right and microsoft was just down the road from us and we were uh, the first startup to be incubated at triple uh, it hyderabad the uh, uh, like a rather non triple it startup to be incubated there and um, it it was rough because we uh, folks would say uh, that hey it's uh, it's hard for my family to accept that i'm working in a startup i mean things are very different now it's like 180 degrees like in india they said the step function right uh, those days it, it was rough um, so we really had to find people who were so passionate uh, and didn't care about working at microsoft to come work for us yeah i think, I think companies like Flipkart, Ola, you know, which started as startups, have completely done a paradigm shift in terms of people's perception towards startups. And I really understand the fact the cultural upbringing of having stable jobs is ingrained in our families. So, you know, working for a startup is like too much outside of the comfort zone. But things are like drastically different now, as you mentioned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> and then now I, I'll I'll talk about the the next startup, Magicflix. So then I moved back to Seattle. and in fact i was uh, um training a bunch of my friends to uh, to do a half marathon this was their first half marathon and then while we were running i was chatting with one of my friends and we were 
trying to under, uh, solve, at that time, my daughter was only four years old, and I was trying to solve this problem that uh, she spent a lot of time on YouTube, right? And kids on YouTube uh, are only like two to three clicks away from adult content. And as we were trying to solve this uh, problem, and then we I put together a little uh, prototype, me and one of my running buddies became my co-founder. Uh, she built the front end, I built the back end, and I, I flew to uh, California for a kids conference, um, a kid tech conference. I was walking around with this uh, app and uh, three different media companies said, hey, you know what, can you build that for us? So that's how we kind of got into it. And um, so Magic Flix uh, is a curated uh, video service for kids and uh, with both fun and uh, educational videos. And we were preloaded at that time in half a million kids' tablets. And so with this uh, startup, it's slightly different. <laughs> uh, just when we were in the middle of a fundraising round, 60% uh, of the funding was already in the bank. And uh, I, again, I was at another conference, a children's media conference this time in Florida. And there, the keynote, um, at the keynote, Google announced YouTube Kids. And they also announced YouTube Kids was going to be preloaded on the same tablets that we had, we were, we had, we were already preloaded on. And ours was subscription based, and this YouTube Kids was free. And then, in addition to that. Uh, they were all. They had also started reaching out to a lot of the content creators that we had, which we had a global set of creators. So it was rough. Um, we um, tried to pivot, and even the age group that they targeted was just exactly the same age group that we were. It was just so similar. Even the app looked almost like ours. And so we tried to pivot. We spent a lot of time. We um, uh, we reached out to multiple potential partners, uh, and um, it was hard. It was hard to move to the next age group because then kids become very selective, right? And uh, eventually, after spending a lot of time trying to pivot, um, we I ended up returning money to the investors. And so it's a, a different story. Here we were, I think, six months <laughs> too late. <laughs> and um, we did have options uh, for uh, selling as well, but it, it didn't work out based on like our um, location and others. It was super fun. Uh, we were part of uh, Techstars uh, Seattle. Are you familiar with Techstars? I've heard about it. You okay. want to say something about that? Yeah, so uh, uh, Techstars is like Y Combinator. I would say Y Combinator and Techstars are probably like in the top two or three um, accelerators uh, globally. And um, uh, we were part of Techstars in Seattle, and they uh, they help you kind of really accelerate your product market fit and connect you to mentors. And um, uh, it's fun; it, it's a fun program to get into. And then I think the acceptance rate is like two percent or something like that. So, yeah, that's pretty cool, Mamuta. And you know the way you took your experiences and shaped yourself, you know, rather than resenting about it. I like the way you projected as, you know, it's a, it was a fun learning experience for you. Yeah, it is fun. Startups are always fun. And, and um, uh, uh, another thing I'd like to say is this, right? When you're in a startup, you only have two emotions as a startup founder. It's ecstasy or terror. And... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And this was uh, Ben Horowitz uh, uh, wrote this in his book, The Hard Thing About Hard Things. And this is the one thing that 
always stands out because you're a startup founder, you are either in terror or in SEC. And I have like so many stories about that. And then on top of that, it, uh, he says, oh, you know what? Lack of sleep further <laughs> gets, uh, makes it worse. But yes, it, it's um, uh, startups are fun. And, and the other thing about startups, are like uh, you talk about how in a startup you need like three roles, um, a hustler, a hacker, uh, and an innovator or a hipster. And uh, so, and if you're just two founders, one or two founders, then you get to play all roles, right? initially at least. And, um, and at least until you launch the product, the product market fit. And uh, it, it's, it's fun. It's, it's a lot of fun. I would never give that up. I'm so glad uh, to hear that from you. No, what's the one thing that you kept telling yourself when you were between these extremes of ecstasy or terror? Oh, <laughs> so my uh, co-founders like to say that, you know, you're always so positive, right? Uh, you just have to be, right? You have, you Because uh, it's rough, right? You're not getting paid, right? <laughs> you have to figure out how to uh, make, uh, pay your employees. <laughs> and, uh, and at the same time, you're looking at all the numbers, how do we get more customers? Then you're trying to get fund, your fundraising. There's just, you're trying to sign deals. Uh, it's rough. So yeah, you have to stay positive. And um, yeah. You know, that's a good attitude to have, uh, especially in these challenging times. Now tell me about your transition to Expedia. You lead the lodging and virtual agent platform. Uh, it sounds pretty cool for me, but tell us about what that means to us as customers who are interacting with Expedia. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so initially I was an engineering leader in lodging, and then the last two years I've been more on the virtual agent platform, which is um, a conversation platform, the bots, right? I'll, I'll start with the story. So during the COVID times, right, uh, when folks were, millions of folks were trying to cancel all their, uh, their uh, hotel bookings and air itineraries. So I have a, had a friend from California call me desperately saying, hey, you know what? I'm trying to get through to an agent and I can't. He's like, I tried the phone, I tried your bot. I said, hey, what are you doing with the bot? And he said, no, I keep asking the bot to connect me with the agent and it's not. I said, did you see if the bot can actually do it for you? And he was like, no. I said, okay, can you try? And two minutes later, he says, work like a charm. So. Uh, basically, the uh, what I'm trying to say is the best thing that customers can do is um, do self-service, right? Because we have all the capabilities built in. You want to cancel a hotel, change, uh, um, get a refund. All of these are all built in uh, through the bot. And it's been super exciting to work on it from that perspective. But again, from a customer perspective, uh, Expedia is investing more on... Um, on scaling out the self-service so folks are not like hey i can't get through um, an agent and um, yeah so i think from that perspective at least this gives you an answer to what we are working on you know that's pretty cool and you know sometimes i feel like speaking with a customer service agent helps me in figuring out what i need to but the world of bots is increasing right so we need to be comfortable with the fact like the bot could be my customer service agent Yes, yes, absolutely. And, and then, of course, if the bot can't figure it out, it will pull a uh, human agent in, right? And um, in fact, I did a little search on uh, Google Trends. Uh, in, the, in the month of March, 
there were for both booking.com and expedia there was a 10x increase in uh, search for for uh, chat so yeah so so folks absolutely were looking for a chat solution i mean whether they were going through an agent or self service but yeah so a 10x and both it was very very similar the trends uh, worldwide uh, between booking and uh, expedia so do you think artificial intelligence and bots are going to rule the future absolutely absolutely in fact you may not even know the difference in future right you may um, um you may not know yeah you know that's pretty fascinating to hear let's see how yeah. the world is going to shape up yeah no, and it's a very exciting space to be in as well i see that so we spoke about covid and expedia being a, a travel company how is expedia positioning itself given the travel industry has been hit very hard uh, absolutely so uh, uh, priyanka as, as you're saying this is a challenging time for the travel industry and uh, based on a recent q2 earnings for expedia uh, earnings call for expedia what's happening in the travel industry and with expedia is a reflection of the current situation in the macro world right and expedia is using this crisis as an opportunity for innovation and uh, focusing on strategic areas um, with customers and partners and even like hoteliers and for example um, trying to understand like making the bot better right so that customers can sell service and just be done faster right they don't have to wait in on on a on hold and uh, using the large uh, travel data set right to support customers and uh, and also help like hoteliers make better decisions and uh, making our products a little more stickier so so this so uh, in a natural expedia is using this time to innovate you know crisis is the time where organizations have to focus on innovation rather than layoffs and trying to you know strip people off their jobs so and i'm glad uh, you're going in the right direction now tell us this uh, mamta you've had splendid startup experience you know being early in the market being late in the market how does your startup mentality help you when you work in a big corporate organization like expedia yeah so it's it's funny um the uh, my coworkers and folks on my team uh, like to say that hey i run things like i'm in a startup <laughs> and uh, um i'm not sure if you uh, uh, hear um uh, the uh, fs podcast have you heard that with uh, i'll send you it so um, they uh, interviewed this um, the founder of angelist and who's like and also an angel investor who's invested in like 100 plus startups uh, someone called navel and navel says that you know people with a founder mentality they just cannot rest when they see a problem or an opportunity and that they take things personally and they take a personal responsibility and they learn and recruit skills uh as needed and then they deliver results without getting too much into the politics right and so uh that totally describes what i see um startup founders doing when they are in larger companies and um and and you can see the attitude difference right because they're taking more ownership they can think of uh, an idea end to end versus just being in a little silo and um, the other things is just taking a lot of risks being bold and 
and also non-hierarchical because as a startup founder, you're everything from the janitor to everything, right? So, so there's nothing that, oh, you know, is too low for you or, um, yeah. So a very different mentality that um, it, it takes time. But, but I think at the same time can give a lot of results. I agree. And by the way, Naval puts a, a fantastic content on social media. He's like, pearls of wisdom yeah. or something. Okay. Like, it's very hard. And I follow him okay. diligently. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So he has a, I think, a three hour podcast or something uh, somewhere, and where he talks about all this wisdom. That's yeah. amazing. And, uh, you know, it's being an entrepreneur is very challenging. But it also keeps this inner drive in you. So no matter where you are, you always have that spirit of entrepreneurship uh, just within you. And I'm so glad you're taking it to Expedia and uh, your teams appreciate the spirit that you provide for your uh, for your company. Yeah, and the same thing, right? Even like when you're looking at launching something, I'm always looking at, hey, where's the MVP, right? Let's get that out of the door first, right? So, and then learn from it and iterate and versus trying to do big bang, uh, yeah, it, it's fun. Yeah, and aiming for perfection sometimes doesn't help, right? So yeah. you can get the minimum viable product out on the market and figure out what uh, your customers feel about it. Yeah. yeah. So at Expedia, you're also focused about building diverse and gender balanced teams. What are some challenges you're seeing in this arena? Yeah. Um, so this is a, a tough topic, right? Uh, but what I can tell you, at least on the engineering side, right? is um, uh, what I've seen uh, just talking to all the the women uh, developers and and also minorities is the ability to influence, right? So when you're a, a minority or um, when you don't have diverse teams, sometimes folks don't really understand. They think um, the majority gets to say, everybody is like the majority and that's not right, right? So it, uh, what we see is they have, the minor, minority has to work harder to have a voice and to be heard. And uh, it's great if you can have a manager and peers who can support this, right? So the, I think the first challenge is influence, right? Because you're in, um, you could be like one woman in a team of what, uh, 10 other males, right? Or, or even like I said, if you're, um, uh, a person of color but, or, or other minorities. So that's one. One is influence. And two is, uh, again, along the same lines of in influence is communication, right? So they have to work a little extra harder. And uh, three is just continuing to stay on top of skill uh, learn and learning and development. So I would say these are the three that I uh, areas that I uh, challenges which I see that uh, folks need to focus on for diverse teams. And uh, it's also interesting that this summer I was a mentor for um, at um, DTech, uh, which is a program for students from Duke uh, Computer Science, and I was mentoring a, a sophomore and uh, who was uh, interning at Square. So it is interesting to see get her perspective, the challenges that she's facing. And, and I was trying to tell her, hey, this is the same challenges that our devs also face. So it's nothing new, right? You are just, they're like, oh, and it, I'm in a standup. I uh, need to speak out. I'm like, yeah, just do it, right? Uh, you don't have to feel too self-conscious about, about it. So yeah, so those are what I'm just seeing at least close to the ground. 
those are important aspects for us to be you know better team members and uh, better leaders as well now you spoke about mentorship how important has mentorship been for you in your career personally so i like to ask this question uh, who's your yoda right uh, yoda from star wars um, mentors are crucial i think even more so if you're a startup founder because you're in uncharted waters right and i like to say that you don't know what you don't know and you need mentors who can guide you give you in give you advice in areas where you're not an expert um i can tell you that while i was at textures i easily had at, at at times like over 100 mentors i i know it sounds like a, a huge number but for example one helped us with press releases right um another mentor helped us uh, recruit uh, marketing folks a marketing lead and then others helped us with pitches biz dev funding and uh, i i like to say it takes a village right your team is really small in a startup and you're stretched you don't have all the skills and um uh, mentors can really help and uh, for my whereas for my first startup i went from being a software developer to actually running like a press conference and i didn't have uh, mentors to help me navigate that right so i i know for my second startup i just totally took advantage of everything so i would say that for the first time i had i had to wing a lot of things because um, i didn't have that network in place and uh, again even at uh, larger companies and even as a, a dev or a product manager it's always good to have a lot of informal mentors like you don't need to have like a formal relationship but folks you can just go to and ask a question right based on um uh what their skills are and their interests yeah i agree mentorship is crucial for our success and it gives you different perspectives from people who have different experiences and skill sets and one of the things that i keep hearing is we tend not to ask for help because we feel like we're lacking in something but it's always good to just reach out and just ask for it yeah yeah absolutely Now what's the one thing that you would advise every entrepreneur to do in addition to having a board of mentors <laughs> So again given given my experience right so startups succeed when they're solving a real problem right and uh, Forbes did a study of um, the top 3 reasons uh, the, the top 10 reasons i think why startups fail and the top 3 were there's no market need that is uh, product market fit and they uh, ran out of money or that they had founder and team issues right so um, i would focus on product market fit and a strong team um, and not not sweat as much about the fundraising because once you have the product market fit the the funds will come right uh, and then and the only other thing would be focus a lot on metrics um having more metrics will help you make uh, better decisions and because you every little path you take will determine your success a data driven approach combined with an entrepreneurial mindset really helps you uh, get to the right investors that's how yeah. i look at it yeah yeah absolutely you're right so mamta you're someone who's very optimistic about life and loves challenges what are the next three things that you want to do as part of your bucket list Oh, so the bucket list is long. Um, um, so maybe I'll I'll do one on on 
one professionally, one uh, personally, and maybe socially. I, I'd like to make an impact, right? Um, and have an impact whether it's on society, uh, family, and professionally. And uh, uh, so I have, uh, I want to do some backpacking trips with my family, uh, my 10 year old, and uh, I also have a teenager and my husband. And, um, and then on the, uh, a professional side, I, I really want to get much, much more deeper into uh, AI and machine learning and solve some hard problems there. Uh, and socially, I'm also looking at how can I uh, spend more time and, um, and influence more, uh, get more women into tech, and also socially have an impact. Yeah, but the, the, the list is long, so. <laughs> I really love the way you've bucketed them into different categories because in order to have a holistic life, you need to focus both on your personal, professional, as well as giving back socially to the community as well. So I'm just curious, how long is your bucket list? <laughs> uh, okay, easily 25 to 50. <laughs> I have to keep striking things off and prioritizing. You know, that's an awesome way to look at life, you know, you're trying to live life to the fullest and it's always nice to have a list of things written down makes you feel more accountable as well yes yes absolutely so i have a fun rapid fire round for you mamta are you ready for it sure so you how many seconds do i get for each two it's going to be pretty quick hey come on in the world of god it has to be pretty quick in my opinion. yes absolutely so the first thing that comes to your mind when i say the following marathon paris Role model? Indra Nui. She's my role model as well. Amazing lady. What does happiness mean to you? Uh, happiness is uh, within. What does, success within what does success mean to you? Uh, being able to contribute, again, on the same theme, uh, being able to contribute comfortably, um, uh, to contribute to my family, society, and while also scaling professionally and solving fun problems that's awesome and here's the most important fun question i have for you what is your native language and one word to describe yourself in it and if you have some fun trivia about your name i think this is the time for you to reveal that oh, as well absolutely so so it's interesting so most people uh, do not realize um that a first of course i have a name that, of a famous politician and i get tagged on it on Twitter all the time. I mean, for some reason, people think I'm the politician. I'm not. And uh, so that's one. And two, um, most people think I'm Bengali uh, based on the last name, and I'm not. I'm. Um, can you guess where I'm from? That's a hard question. <laughs> OK. So I'm actually a Telugu. That's pretty interesting. Uh -huh. So I'm in part of India. Yes, yes, I'm from South India. But most people don't realize that even I remember once uh, at, uh, I was put on some panel where I was asked to talk about uh, some traditions of West Bengal. And I was like, really? So then I went and looked it up on, on the internet, searched, and then did go on the panel. But I had to tell folks on the panel that, hey, I'm not from Bengal. Uh, but um, yeah, so, so it, it's uh, interesting, especially because of the last name. And um, 
a word you said to describe myself. So I would say energetic. Uh, and in uh, Telugu, I, again, not really that. Um, when it comes to complex words, I'm not that comfortable. Um, and it's Shakti uh, Vantamaina, which is means like someone who's super energetic, like Shakti, I guess, is also energy. Yes, powerful as well. So uh, thank you, Mamata. That was a, a splendid, uh, you know, talk. I got to know a lot about you as a person and, you know, some of the key takeaways that I'm uh, going to share with my listeners as well. But before then, I'm going to ask you, do you have any parting thoughts for our listeners? Um, just uh, take the time um, to enjoy nature uh, and stop and smell the flowers. Now, that's amazing advice to our listeners. Three key takeaways that I've learned from Mamta in today's Career Startup Podcast is one, entrepreneurship is fun. She makes it sound fun. And the three important things that you need to do as an entrepreneur is figure out your product market fit, build a strong team, and focus on your metrics. And then your investment and funding is just going to follow you. And two, and the most important of all, AI, artificial intelligence, and bots are the future. So get ready to chat with these bots going forward. And three, mentorship is very crucial. As an entrepreneur, as a professional, it's always nice to surround yourself with a group of people who are vested in your success. So thank you, Mamata, for those key takeaways. And I've really enjoyed getting to know you and getting to know where you belong from as well. So interesting facts about you and your love for outdoors too. Cool. Thank you. Super fun. I enjoyed this. Thank you so much, Mamata. And to our listeners, this is your host, Priyanka Komla, signing off from Career Startup Podcast, a podcast to spotlight Asian leaders and interesting allies that we meet. Until another episode with another interesting guest, stay tuned and please subscribe to our podcast on YouTube and all our social media channels and your favorite podcast streaming platform as well.